Being Dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday edition of the show. It's Linebacker Day here on the podcast. Podcast, Kyle, good morning. I don't know how much we can pretend like what's going on isn't actually going on. Um, I, I can. <laughs> You're over it? I think so. I think I'm over it. Um, and I, I, I feel like you, this is yours to take. Um, you opened up, I mean, we were, we were a good thousand votes in and you had a 10 point buffer on me and it was I can, 5%. No, it was 55, 45. Oh, I consider that 10 points. Well, it's five point swing. Okay. Well, whatever, however you want to phrase it, 55 to 45, and I had to campaign my way to get it back to even. And now that oh, I, you did, you did. Right. Cause I woke up this morning. I went to bed at like nine o'clock last night and I woke up and you had the lead. Yeah. So I, that, that helped me uh, campaigning, but if it's going, I mean, the people, the people made it known in those first thousand votes when it was just vote on the mock draft that you like or whatever, whatever people's own reasons for voting was they, they spoke loud and clear. And if I'm not going to sit here and beg for votes, I'm just not going to do it. I, I gave my one hour run there where I petitioned fan bases and now it's over with. So between the so we're efforts, the chips, we're just going to let the chips fall where they may now. Well, yeah. And, and I think that's, that's good for you. Uh, I mean, obviously between my campaigning and then just the natural bills, mafia mob mentality, yeah, like what the hell is wrong with these people? It's uh, it's how it that's goes, not man. what you're supposed to vote on. It's well, that's what I, I can't would tell you how many times I said, well, I can't let the Dolphins guy win. Right. Yeah. That's vote down the fish boy. They said they call just you a fish boy. The, I've yeah, not heard. Just, I've not heard that. I like it. Pick the mock that you like, man. Don't Look make it about what team I cover. That's dumb. You just went from 50.1 to 50.2 right there. As we Okay. So it. we have. 3,200 votes in, and it is literally 50-50. It's 50.249.8, sir. Joe, do you know that we're talking right now, it's a difference of like 20 votes. Yeah, it's it's, just, it, it's yours. And the, the main thing here is beating Trevor. And I don't know if it can happen. I think Trevor is too much of a dynamic personality. We've learned. Yeah, but here's the thing, dude. Are you looking at the numbers that they get there, that he's gotten on his polls? He doesn't have to do anything because he goes out to a 20-point lead and it's over with. And that poll is buried into the abyss of Twitter. It doesn't matter. We're, ours is at the forefront because it's tight. We've got he, three times as many votes as he does on his poll. Right. I, I want for you or I to win the championship. Trevor's going to win it. Well, now, now you better let me win so that I can prove you wrong. The real motivation is I wouldn't have to write a third round this afternoon, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that, that's kind of the silver lining. Like I had that epiphany this morning. I woke up, I'm like, this MF or took the lead. All right, I'm going to send a couple tweets out and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, it would be really nice not have to do a third round in right. this mock and have to redo the first two rounds all over again. And you're, you're done with film for this year's draft class, Kyle. I am. I am. I'm not. <laughs> So I need the time. Um, so the, yeah, that's my silver lining. Obviously I, I personally want to win this thing, but I, I, I think I've, I can piece together the information here and understand that unless I 
sit here and beg, which also has its own backfire desperation looks to it. This is yours. I'm not above begging. I see. And that's. I I just if if I know that's your mentality, I am just going to also let the chips fall where they may. It's as close to being as starting from scratch. It's a three hour poll now. Yeah, I'm not going to hammer it either, knowing that that you have the mentality that you do. And as long as I didn't lose by ten, you know, oh, like and, you know, and if if this happened last year, and and I was still like fighting with people on Twitter just for like shits and gigs. I'd be out for the count. You you to wipe wipe the walls with me. That's been the learning experience. In the past, I could beat you on these things all the time because people <laughs> just didn't like you. And it's like I don't have to do anything but let Kyle be Kyle and people won't like him because he's the self-admitted villain with the big time Twitter gloves on and people didn't like him. You've cleaned up your act and now it's not just that easy for Mr. Marino. Well, we'll see how we'll see how it ends here. Three hours to go, but I have a trick up my sleeve to beat Trevor. Is it the one I shared with you? Because I'll help it's, you. It's <laughs> the one. It's the one you shared with me with a twist. Okay, I'm well gonna, here. I'm, I'm a DM it to you in Twitter right now. I want to hear what your reaction is live on this show. All right, so I know the first part. And oh man, we haven't DM'd in a little forever, so I got to find our DM. It'll pop up to the top. Not if you're on TweetDeck. No, maybe it will. Oh, are you okay with that? Oh, <laughs> I don't. Is is that good? All right. Yeah. Linebackers. There's people that don't think Isaiah Simmons belongs in this ter- this category, Kyle. Well, I think he's a phenomenal athlete wherever you're going to play him, but he is so well served to be a piece that just moves all around. One of them in an attack role early in his career. I probably still want to continue to work on. He took positive strides in my opinion, with his coverage ability and his uh, peripherals and zone. And he's got, you know, great length and great mobility to be able to hit far reaching landmarks and take away intermediate throws. And wasn't his strength though, as far as feeling where routes stems are taking him and, uh, being able to effectively close off and squeeze those throwing windows. It's an area that you may see some struggles with if you ask him to just be a standard linebacker. And I think that's the big thing is he, for all of his gifts, I don't think you can just put him in a box and put him at a position and say, okay, go get him. Like you're good. You are guilty of swaying my mind on this. And you said something when we talked to Isaiah Simmons, maybe we may, may have done an entire show or half a show on Simmons. And you said, play him at Mike. And from that moment, I haven't been able to get it out of my head because of the range, the length, because I do think he is physical enough because I do think the processing skills have been there. But then there's this layer to it that really excites me when I think about Today's NFL offenses, they are designed to put that Mike linebacker in conflict, whether it's zone read, RPO, read option, misdirection. It's trying to manipulate that dude. And when you have that type of length, that type of recovery athleticism, a guy like Simmons is gold in the middle of your defense. So, I mean, that's where I want him. I want him. I I see Tremaine Edmonds. I see Darius Leonard. I see uh, these, you know, even a Rashawn Evans. I see these long rangey 
athletic mics and what they mean for good defenses. And I want Simmons to be that guy. So since that moment, dude, I have not been able to let that go. Good. Cause I think that's his long-term spot. You just, you're concerned maybe year one that he can do. Yeah. I mean, you, you, if you put him there year one, I think you're going to be fighting a lot of negative reps. He's going to have to learn on the job. Tremaine. Yeah. That and was it'll, Tremaine. It'll, it'll be the same thing. And like, no. people were like worried about Tremaine Edmonds after the first year. Right. They're not anymore. Are Fucking worried about Tremaine Edmonds? Right. Just so get out of here. Yeah. If you're worried about him. But and, and we are so guilty of this in general as people say after a player's rookie season, like, oh, yeah. man, is, they screwed this up. Well, it's like, <laughs> give it a little bit of time. BFF's going to have him graded as a 40. You know? Right. He's going to be a sub-50 grade if you play him at Mike all year, no questions asked, and people are going to freak out. But I don't, think that, I don't think it's necessary to freak out when – you know, you should know coming in that if you just put him in a single spot and say, okay, this is your position, figure out how to play it. He's going to have to figure out how to play it, and it's not going to be a flip of the switch. Can we go back to 18 to 19 on him? Because I think it's important for this discussion. Coming out of summer scouting, going into the 19 season, reflecting on 18 tape, you were more willing to buy into Simmons becoming what he was in 19 than I was. I, I recognized the athleticism and, and the upside of what he could do, but I felt like you had more confidence in the mental side of the game that in 2019 he would show the processing skills that you know kind of makes him more of a complete package. So can you take us back to what made you believe in that and then shouldn't we be – pointing to that as evidence to believing that he can do this, this Mike role that we're that at least I'm pounding the table for. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing for me was the movement skills were all there, right? Yeah. Anytime you start scouting a football player, you have to ask yourself, you know, is he physically capable of doing A, B, C, X, Y, and Z? And the answer with Isaiah Simmons to every single question you can possibly ask, is he physically capable of doing blank? The answer is yes. It's like unequivocally. He is a stud as far as what he provides um, from movement skills, explosiveness. He can win with his first step off the So it's like where I bought in with Isaiah in coverage and turning the corner had a lot to do with the bowl game against Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. That was the game for me where you see him out in space and they literally have him out in the slot playing press coverage on miles Boykin. Yeah. Who was like a top 100 pick height, weight, speed freak wide receiver. And he plays jam coverage flips his hips and plays turn and run, works his eyes back to the ball, and has this effortless pass defense on a deep ball against Miles Boykin. It's like, holy cow. Like, I I get why that would want to have some people put him at safety. And I think, you know, if you want to run, like, Tampa 2 zone and stuff like that, like, he's a home run fit to play that deep mic drop zone in Tampa 2. And if you get into sub-packages and you want to, you know, bring – couple safeties on the field and you know run three safety looks and have Isaiah Simmons be one of your deep safeties that's fine 
But for me, it was all about just the the movement skills and the flashes that he had when the reps when it was right. I was willing to look at and say, okay, this is a pretty rare bird, and if he's able to do this now and he's showing these flashes and he's back to school for another year, I'm in. I think he's going to get there. Six four two thirty eight four three nine forty jumps out of the building. Eighty one and seventh eighth uh, wingspan. He's twenty one years old. Ish. Yeah, top five player, man. Right. Just a really, really special athlete. All right, you ready to fight about uh, LB two? Because I think we're different here. Uh, yeah. Let's. I mean, we've been fighting enough, so let's yeah. maybe keep keep it mild, but. Kenneth Murray. No, it's Patrick Queen. Well, all right. Well, they're separated by three spots on my board, so let's not freak out too much. Six on mine. Six spots on mine. <laughs> okay. So we don't need the yeah. fight fight here. No, we don't. But can I, here's here's for me why I have Queen above Murray. Um, I think that, I mean, Murray's a, a little bit bigger. Uh, they're similar explosive athletes. For me with Queen, and I know that the sample size of, of, game film isn't there he hasn't started and played as much as murray but i think in that sample size of games i saw better processing skills than anything that i saw from murray particularly in coverage and that's something i value a ton in linebackers their ability to you know drop in zones and read the backfield and squeeze throwing lanes and have a good feel for landmarks and anticipating routes all those types of things i think you see that from queen and here's the thing about murray you almost never see that because he almost never played, you know, took his first step backwards. I mean, a lot of times whenever it was passing downs, he was spying or he just shot a gap and tried to blitz. Like, I just feel like I'm more comfortable with the mental side and the coverage ability from Queen, despite giving up some size and experience. And for me, I'm I'm buying into the attack role for Murray. And that's what has me really excited about him is I want a guy – that can roll down and help generate pressure if you're in an attack-style defense. If you're going to run four-man fronts and try and get organic pressure with your front four, he's probably not for you. And I'm totally fine with with making that concession, and I do agree with you. In, in coverages, Patrick Queen's a better football player. I don't have any questions there. Uh, uh, Murray, for me, is kind of like the Jalen Smith type player. And I know Jalen Smith's transition to Dallas has been kind of up and kind of down and, and Patrick queen. Do you have a comp for Patrick queen? Uh, I think I picked some other LSU linebacker. It's Deion uh, Jones. No, uh, Quan Alexander. Really? Yep. I think queen's a little bit more fluid than Quan. Um, but obviously, and that I will say this for all all the talk that we have about helmet scouting, right? Yep. A lot of times, the comps make sense to a certain degree in same schools because you're asked to do a lot of the same stuff. Sure. So, yeah. So I, it's easy to envision, like to see it. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's like okay, you know, it's like Wisconsin. These Wisconsin like. <laughs> hybrid linebackers, right? Sure. It's like they've got a guy that comes out every year, and it's like, okay, I'm just going to comp the guy that came out last year. Because <laughs> yeah. they all relatively have the same athletic skill set. They have a very clear, defined path of what they want, and they play that player in that role. 
Now, I will say that to say, you know, if we were going to include Zach Bond in the linebacker conversation, he would not be getting comped to any of the other Wisconsin hybrid linebackers that have come out in recent years. But, um, yeah, for me, I'm comfortable with Murray a little bit more than you, it seems, because I like that Murray is an attack linebacker, and I think in the right kind of usage, that impact can be very notable. And I think he's a super explosive dude, and uh, I love his rally skills to the football. Not that Patrick Queen doesn't have good rally skills to the football, but he checks enough other boxes for me that for, for me to say, okay, I'm going to buy in on his ability in attack mode as why I have him slightly above Patrick Queen. Yeah, I can. I think there's something that you said there that gave me some more insight into some things that you will that you like about linebackers. And I, I don't want to like overstate this, but I think you like Shaq Quarterman more than me. And I'm not making a comp to, to Murray and, and Quarterman because Murray is a much more dynamic football player that can do a whole lot more. But one thing that Quarterman does do, despite some of his limitations, and I, I don't like him in coverage, I don't like his range. But what he can do is obviously he can thump and play downhill, but on passing downs, Quarterman's a good blitzer. Like if you can yep. get him through the A, a and B gaps, yep. and he's, he can wreck some shit up. And so I think that you see that trait and buy into it more as something that's valuable than I do. I would agree with you. And that's, that's, that's the challenge of not working for a team, right? Yeah. Is you got to look through the scope of each player's individual strengths and weaknesses and ask yourself, okay, like what's, what's the perfect role and where does that fall in the criteria that I'm grading players at? And that's been an evolving process to change what the traits that I apply to linebackers are over the last couple of years to really try and find a blend that equally weighs the potential role and archetype of certain kinds of like attack linebackers, coverage linebackers, thump linebackers, like, it, it that's a complex proposition because there's so many different buckets that you can put these guys in and, and how do you value them all as equally as possible or how do you prioritize which ones are more valuable than other ones? So we have the same top three. I have queen two, you have Murray two, and then yep. three is the opposite. LB four. I wonder if we're the same here. I doubt it. It's Malik Harrison, right? It's Troy Dye. Oh yeah, we've talked die already on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Harrison five, so yeah, I have I have die at eight, but he's a top. He, he's eighty six on my board, so it's I don't hate die. And I, and I've got him at fifty three, so we're not super far yeah. apart. Here. And, and, and we talked die for you. It was if you're going to take a chance on a linebacker, it's it's coverage, skills, and range, and, and urgency, and you get all of that from Troy Die. Um, right. My concern is that for four years he's been the same player. And I didn't see as much growth as I would have liked to. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I mean, I have a day two grade on him, so I, I see that he can start. And, and so I don't think we need to fight over that, but I really can. I, I mean, my LB four is Harrison Malik. Harrison. Yes. G- give me your prolonged elevator pitch on Malik Harrison. Cause I like, <laughs> I like him too. And I want to hear your thoughts on him. Uh, six, three, two forty seven ran four, six, six. Um, I think when you just watch him play, you see an NFL linebacker. You see a guy that can attack downhill and, and fill gaps and be physical and take on contact. I see a guy that can move laterally and scrape over top of blocks and take good angles outside the tackles. And then I was co- I was comfortable enough with his zone drops. I don't I mean I don't think you're going to want him playing you know man coverage on tight ends and running backs all the time, but 
I thought he showed good awareness in his zone drops uh, that, um, you know, I'm not going to ask him to get deep on him. You know, he's not going to play that. He's not going to be the, the, you know, the cover two linebacker that has to play the deep middle. But I think there's enough there on third down for me to believe that, all right, I've got, I've got a, a linebacker that actually has some good size that can move. That's physical. That gives me enough on passing downs to think that I've got a starting Mike here. And, and that was exciting to me because I think he's, he's like the best version of a classic linebacker. I think he blends some of the modern elements with some of those older elements that we appreciated in the past. The comp here is to another Ohio state kid. And a lot of people probably won't appreciate it because they haven't watched the dolphins closely and I don't blame them for not, but it's Raekwon McMillan. He's got a little more juice than Raekwon, right? Look up Raekwon's testing stats. Are they the same? Raekwon oh, yeah, Raekwon tested and didn't make sense. That's right. right. Yeah. I remember that. So, like, and I think Malik's the same way in that he caught me off guard a little bit with his testing. Uh, Raekwon ran 4-6-1. Uh, 10 foot one on the broad. So really good linear explosiveness. I uh, ran seven, one, five in the three cone. So like you'd never would have guessed in a million years, he was going to put seven, one, five in a three cone up. <laughs> and right. he wasn't, he wasn't overly exciting in zone drops. So I think Malik gives you a little bit more in the zone drops, but as far as attacking and playing off of contact and getting off of blocks and stepping down into gaps and really being a stalwart against the run. I was all in on Malik when I saw him flat back Tyler Beattis. <laughs> yeah. Like Tyler tried to climb up on the second level and Harrison just railroaded him. I said, okay, yep, I'm in. This guy, this guy yeah. he chucked him. And he's so physical. I do think, you know, I said he's a little bit more dynamic than Raekwon McMillan, but I still don't think he's somebody that I'm going to want on third and 15 on the field. He's probably going to be that guy that comes off, but he's going to play 60, 60 to 70% of my defensive snaps. Uh, he's really smart. He's really physical. His range is good, not great. Ideally, you play him in an odd front where you can get another linebacker there in the middle with him that he's not tasked with going sideline to sideline. Uh, but he's he's a plug-and-play pro-ready early down linebacker with some modest upside on third downs. So he's your is he your five? He is, yes. Okay, so you have Die and then Harrison. And where do you have Harrison ranked? Four. Uh, I know that. I mean, yeah, I, I mean he's he's going to be around the fifty range. I I, I need to okay. find. I got. I've got. I've got him at seventy-one. So. Okay. If I was a little bit more eager to buy into his third down skills, he'd be up in the fifties for me. All right. So I think that's, that's, where, that's where, where Troy die sits. So, yeah. well, we hit all the notable ones. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, a there's gr- some, I was just gonna say there, there's some good niche players left and there's some fun, smaller school guys to talk about. But if you talk about the star power in this year's linebacker class, like that's it. I think there are four guys that I would list that I think can be starters. Willie Gay, Mississippi State. Like three down starters? Yes. They're going to play 80% of your snaps. 
They can. I yes, I think. Okay, they, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, not, I'll be interested because I think there's some guys like this too. So I'll be interested to hear who you got. This is my quartet, if you will. Willie Gay, Mississippi State. Now, I mean, obviously, he's got a ton of work to do in terms of processing. He's a total sea ball, get ball type guy. But man, he's explosive and he's powerful, and you love the urgency. Akeem Davis Gaither, App State. Uh, okay. If you, you pursuit style role, I mean, his ability to slip blocks is like otherworldly. Uh, just crazy agility working around contact and he just knifes through and makes plays. I like his urgency. Jordan Brooks, Texas tech. I think he's probably the C plus version of Kenneth Murray. And then Logan Wilson from Wyoming. I was really comfortable with his tape. I mean, Sam linebacker. um, I think he can do enough in coverage that I can buy into him. So those are like my four guys. In addition to the guys we've discussed that I see as potential every down players. All right, so this is something that I've done as this is the first year I've actually like instead of just putting it in the prospectus, but I've actually logged my player comps in my spreadsheet. And I want to tell you my player comps for these guys. I want you to say if you think it's good or bad. All right. Let's start with Logan Wilson. Okay. Nick Quit Nick Quitkowski. Excellent. Tremendous. Especially if you're buying into coverage upside like Raiders fans are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jordan Brooks, I have Justin Durant. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, Justin. yeah, of course I do. Yeah, just uh, similar builds too. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, who are your other two? You had um, uh, w- Willie Gay, Akeem Davis, Gaither. Willie Gay have Ernie Sims. I guess I, from a, a body type perspective, kind of a squatty guy, like just a ball of muscle and really good range and mobility, underdeveloped processing skills. Ernie Sims was like a top 20 pick, wasn't he? Or top 10 yeah. pick? Yeah, he was, I think he, was, he, was top, he was definitely top 20. I don't remember how high he was. He might have been like ninth. Yeah, I, we have, I can't move on. I have to know the answer to that right now. Uh, <laughs> but the cop's not bad, right, as far as like explosiveness. He's the, got some length to him, pretty raw from a mental processing perspective. It's, it's perfect. So he was, yeah, he was number nine overall in 2006 to the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Lions. Detroit's just got to stop drafting linebackers early, man. Jeez, man. And, and that wasn't even the like six, a six foot two thirty three linebacker in the top 10 in 2006 was like, holy hell. I mean, that's, I mean, right. we're talking about the year before was the year Benson Brown and Car, uh, Carnell Williams went top five at running back. Like that, that wasn't the same football we're watching today. That, that's surprising. All right, Last one. Last Davis one. Gaither. Yeah. Davis Gaither. I think you're going to like this one. Matt Milano. Man, you. I think. I think Davis is more. Ah. Sure. Okay. Sure. I'll take sure. I think they're just a little bit different. Neither one particularly great taking on contact, but I. You I mean you see like the trigger, like some of that ability in tight spaces to like navigate through blocks and contact and like, yeah. snip out ball carriers. I feel like maybe Davis has a little bit more juice to be honest with you. And, and that's not, I mean, Milano is plenty quick and rangy, but like it, it might be a little bit more there. Yeah. I'm splitting hairs. You know, obviously whenever you hear a, like one of your own players are like, you really right, you start were... to pick it apart, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'll say this. If uh, just shifting gears, if yeah. we get a healthy David Woodward from Utah State. Yeah, good player. He's, I mean, I was disappointed with his testing, and I was disappointed how short his tackle radius was. Yeah. Uh, his light, length is a problem there, but he's really smart, and he is a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> he gets everything. 
You know how many games he had with like 20 plus tackles? He always shows up to the party, man. Always. Uh, I have to pull this up. You know, I look at that did. weight game, by the way. Look at that weight game. What, what, oh, I, mean, he had like, I think he had like 28 tackles right. in that game. Right. Yeah. I'm just, sorry. Wake, wake. He had 24 tackles, 18 solo, a sack, <laughs> and three and a half tackles for loss and two forced fumbles. Yeah. How was that? That was the game to be Which at. Just unbelievable. And they lost the football game. <laughs> yeah. Remember, that was week one, and I had I told everyone, bet the over on points. And, and right. I, I made some people a lot of money. Not myself. That was that was the moment in my life where I said I need to start putting my own cash on the line here, you know. Right, <laughs> and I did. So, so he had he had ninety three tackles in in seven games. <laughs> I think that's and uh, it's yeah. like he he had one hundred and thirty four the year before that. It's a good player, He's man. All over the place now. His injuries are expansive. He's got significant concussion issues. Uh, I believe he had a low back issue and then whatever ended his season this year. So from a medicals perspective, like he's flagged big time. He might not get drafted, but if he does, you should be pumped provided it's like fourth round or later because his football intelligence and his, his rally to the football skills is excellent. I'd be interested last one for me. By the I'd way, hold on, let me tell you one more thing about uh, Woodard. Yeah. In addition to the, no, the what you know about in high school and college, he missed his junior season in high school due to fractured vertebrae. I mean, the guy's just. Uh, that's that's the back issue, yeah. <laughs> He's just banged up, man. Go ahead. Which makes sense because he plays with such reckless abandon. There's like no regard for his body at all. No, yeah. Uh, tell me about Evan Weaver because I like Evan Weaver. I like him a lot more than I thought I would. Um. I mean, I think oh, he's you're pretty- gonna you're gonna break my heart right now. Go ahead. Okay, so Evan Weaver is <laughs> linebacker fifteen. Oh, uh, he's no. <laughs> yes, I actually have a late fifth round grade on him, so he's not quite a sixth round grade. Um, I mean, if you're looking for a good run defender that can sniff out the football between the tackles, and you you, you love the the passion that he plays with. I mean, just. He does a good job leveraging gaps and, and making sure that he can, you know, fulfill windows and not like over pursue. And he's really good in those, in that C gap to C gap range. Like, sure. Like he can, he can play. And even, even some of his short zone drops were good. And he was able to get his hand on the football quite a bit in terms of being disruptive. But I, I mean, the lack of range is, is pretty notable. You know, you're not going to have him doing deeper drops. You're not going to have him in man coverage, change of direction skills aren't there. Um, he did okay against some of the tight ends he went against this year. I mean, is he covering? I mean, is he covering the good NFL tight ends? He's not covering an athletic NFL tight end, he, and he plays really tall too. Like, and maybe that's just like the weird number that he is, and he's like pale white. But like, he just—I feel like he just plays so tall. I would, I would agree with the fact that flexibility through the hips is an issue both in lateral situations when it's time to turn and run and like out in space. He has a really hard time keeping his center gravity down. So some of his transitional quickness suffers as a result. So, I mean, early down linebacker that can play teams. I mean, yeah, you think, I think you believe he has more redeeming qualities on passing downs than I do. Uh, I think he's passable in zone. If you, I mean, don't do not ask this man to cover OJ Howard. Uh, nope. 
<laughs> do not ask this man to cover Evan Ingram. But how many of these teams? How many? Te- how many teams out here trot out some inline dude that runs four eight? A lot of them, yeah. So I think he'll be a matchup specific, like avoid this on this matchup with this team. But I think he's so smart. And he's another guy who's super productive. And he's another guy who, like, he ran 702 in the three cone. Yeah, it don't make sense. He ran 421 in the short shuttle. That's 73rd percentile of linebackers. There's one last player that I want to hear you talk about because he's, right, he's tough to reconcile, man. <laughs> and I think it just comes down to he hasn't played enough football. But Davion Taylor from, from Colorado, I mean, just like a. a Super athletic. I mean, kind of almost played slot a good bit for Colorado in the overhang. Yeah. How do you reconcile this man's tape? I mean, that was where he played the most. Yeah. Was they say, okay, you know, you're going to go split the difference between that man, the line of scrimmage and the slot receiver. <laughs> yeah. And he's so freaking fast that he closes that distance in no time. Right. Is it translatable uh, role though? I mean, is that the roles, the, the role's not translatable, but like, he didn't start playing ball until he was like in high school or like late in his high school career because like one game. Yeah. There was like a, a religious conflict with whatever denomination his, his mother was it like put youth sports in direct conflict with their obligations and he couldn't play. Yeah. But he was former track, like former track standout, like sprinter background. And he's got a ton of speed. And if you want the raw version of a Akeem Davis Gaither, yeah, Davion Taylor's that guy. So he played one game in high, in high school, school as a senior. He had ten tackles and an interception at cornerback. <laughs> this is a basketball player averaged ten and eight as a senior. Yeah, uh, ran track, uh, sub is ten seven nine hundred meters. It's a great time in high school. I'm not a track guy, but I do know that's freaking fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. So then he wanted he wound up going to JUCO, right? Uh, played a couple years. He was like sending his like one game tape around to every junior college in the world to find a chance. Gets a chance at Cahoma Community College in Mississippi. Oh man, it's my favorite JUCO school. And then he. Gets a chance to go to Colorado and start at twenty games. Yeah, man, he'll he'll get a shot. He'll probably get drafted a little higher than we think he should too, because of the tools. Oh, yeah. are you kidding me? And you're gonna love this guy's demeanor, right? Like, and he was a Senior Bowl guy, which that helps him. He got a chance to meet with teams and stuff there. So yeah, he'll get he'll get drafted. I think he'll be a top one fifty pick for sure. He's two hundredth on my board, but he'll go one fifty. He'll go in the top one, right? Yeah, he he'll be he'll he'll be gone by the start of the sixth round. Because of what he's physically capable of doing. Yeah. He's going to be a demon on special teams, man. Just have mm-hmm. him like blitz and stuff. I don't know. You can yeah. have fun with him. Yeah. All right. We're in good shape, Joe. We're all done here. Yeah. Let's check in on the poll. 50.4 to 49.6. Kyle. Oh, God. <laughs> it's almost a full point now. God. So you got to write. You got to write more. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm on writing shift from five to ten tonight yeah, for sorry. TDN. So I'm sorry gonna I'm gonna hold off, and if I win, I'll start working on it after I get a publish out for TDN tonight. All right, don't I write saw, about. I did it. I did see you bumped it while we were on the sh- the. Yeah, pod. it was no, it was just a retweet of the original tweet. I just wanted. Okay, to I know. It. Yeah, 
And it I worked. know, I saw it, that too. It was not to my favor. This is exactly what I said. The people like your mock draft better in a vacuum. They do. We've That's- reached the stage of acceptance. Except for Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans are pissed. Yeah, they don't want Ruiz. Massive reach. No, it's no, not. No, okay. it's not. It's not. He's just not the player in position you want. Right. They're Joe Rooney and Connor McGovern, man. They're going to yeah. be fine at center. Uh, and I know you don't let a good player, potentially good player, prevent you from drafting a great player. Well, and if you're going to tell me you're not going to draft Cesar Ruiz because you drafted Connor McGovern in the third round last year, get out of here. Well, at least make it about McGovern and not Looney. That's that's what I'll say about that. Like, sell me on the upside of McGovern. Don't be don't be telling me that you have Joe Looney and so you're set. No, right. We don't need a, a replacement for Travis Frederick because we have Joe Looney. Yeah, no. Tell me that. Tell me about McGovern. <laughs> then then we can talk. And oh, by the way, Connor Williams is coming off a torn ACL on Thanksgiving. Okay, so like you got questions that into your offensive line and you don't want to admit it. Because your team doesn't spend anything on defense. You need them to spend draft picks on defense. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate you having my back. Well, I mean, Christian Fulton was a better pick for them, so you should vote for my mock draft. But (laughs) I didn't didn't knock out that pick either. They don't love that pick either. I don't know. What's the pick? uh, Is it Chase on? Who do they want? Probably. I don't know. They're like, um, who's the other team that's like this? The Raiders are like this. Raiders, Raiders are very finicky with who you give in mocks. Extremely. Lions fans, this has oh, been the easiest, my God. They're, they're easiest the worst. year, though. Normally, yes, but this year at three, they just want a Cuda. You give them a Cuda or Young, you cannot lose. Well, right. It was it was it became official when they traded Slay. Yeah. Like that was like, okay, well, we need the guy to replace Slay, so we're all yeah. in on a Cuda. Now, when they're not picking in the top three, and it's like seven or eight, and there's a little bit more options on the table, that's when – you just don't talk about the Lions. I like how when they're not picking at the top three, they're picking <laughs> seven or eight. <laughs> you know, when they have a good year, you know? Yeah, when you have a good year and they're picking like eight. <laughs> We're done here. Come back, see us tomorrow. We got quarters tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Trap Dudes. <laughs>